Hello, welcome to the One Small Action Podcast. Yes, it used to be called the Matthew Freeman Show, but I had to switch that. I had to switch it because it dawned on me while walking with a friend that everything I've accomplished, everything I've coached, everything I've overcome has began with one small action. It is embedded in my coaching philosophy that if we can gain momentum, we can create exponential result. So why not formulate my podcast based on my foundational belief? Moving forward, I'm excited to have interviews, stories, and other episodes that literally highlight how one small action can and will change the trajectory of our lives. was the night before the marathon and all through the house. Nothing was stirring at all because we weren't home. We were in San Rafael for my son's very first football game of the year. And while that is absolutely one of the, like probably one of my top favorite things to do, watch one of my children play sports, it was definitely not ideal from a preparation, sleep, you know, getting ready for a PR run in the morning. No matter what, it was going to be a PR in the morning because I've never ran 26.2 miles. I had never completed a marathon in my entire life. Up until that point, my longest run had been 18 miles through the hills of Annadale, which is, uh, you know, a mountain near us. So trail running. And, you know, I did that in three hours, just kind of taking my time and enjoying the scenery. Um, But this next day, I was to embark on a goal that I set about two and a half, three months ago when I dubbed myself Marathon Matthew. I had decided to take on this marathon as a result of injuring my elbow and kind of just losing focus in my training. I didn't have intention in my training. Uh, Everything I did you know, exacerbated the pain in my elbow. And so it was getting to the point where I was getting frustrated. I was, I was not enjoying my training to the level I normally enjoyed my training. So I thought, well, what can I do? You know, what can I do that would infuse some enthusiasm into my training, would push me outside my comfort zone, And would require me to train with some specificity and intention. And it dawned on me that I could go run a marathon. That would hit all of those chords precisely. I had told myself that I would never ever run a marathon. Who in the right mind would choose to run 26 miles? There's no good reason to do so. Probably because I was scared of that distance. I would have hated to fail that distance, but also maybe just because it just didn't sound fun, to be honest with you. Um, But I realized this. I could run 13 miles any day of the week untrained. Yeah, it would be painful. It might hurt, but I I could complete 13 miles. I had done that before when I was completely out of shape, so I'd already shown myself I could do that distance. And then when I embarked in the 
you know, training protocol for the marathon. The first time I ran a half in several years, actually scratch that. I actually did a half marathon race a few years back and that one crushed me. That one had like 27 feet, 2,700 feet of elevation. And I did pretty good overall. I ran that like 217 for the elevation gain. I thought I did pretty well. I cramped up around mile eight, but that's not what this podcast is about. I embarked on this this marathon journey because I knew that my legs were fine. I could train legs. I could run. For all intents and purposes, I, I thought my lower body was in perfect enough shape to infuse some enthusiasm back into my training protocol. So I did. I may I said before October, November, I am going to run a marathon. The distance. I didn't know that I was going to sign up for an actual event at this time. I just said by October, November, I will run the marathon distance. I will have it on my Strava and be able to just say, hey, I did it. I completed a marathon. So let's do this. And Along the way, one of my clients said, hey, they, they reopened registration for the Santa Rosa Marathon. They're taking more people. And I was like, well, shoot, when is it? She's like, August 29th. And I was like, Ugh, a little soon for when I wanted to do this because I started kind of training in June. So really, that was going to give me a, about three months, plus, plus or minus a week or two. So, you know, a little less than, than 12 weeks. And I was like, well, let's do it. I signed up and the training had already begun, but the training got more specific. So I went out and I I did a half marathon on the course, the first half. And I actually ran a, a PR half marathon. I ran a 149 and I was like, whoa, this is a fast course. I feel good. Let me back up one step. Originally, when I set the intention to do the marathon, I said, if I can complete it in four to four and a half hours, I'll be really happy. But after this day where I ran a half marathon in an hour and 49 minutes, everything changed in my mind. And I said, hey, I think I could go sub four. And then my son said, dad, you can definitely go sub four, make it happen. And I was like, oh, man, the infamous son challenge. I was like, all right. You believe in me, I'll make it happen. And I started training and I continued training. And I was feeling pretty good, actually. And then one day I came home from training and I looked down at my right foot, which seemed to be bothering me a little bit on the bottom. And the whole thing was swollen. I didn't know exactly what happened. I took an ice bath, I iced it, the swelling went away. It could have been a number of things from dehydration to uh, you know, low blood flow to, you know, injury to, you know, I wasn't exactly what sh- sure what was going on, but I realized I, I've always had kind of a, a big toe issue on that foot. It wasn't actually my big toe. It was the toe inside that toe, the next one in, I don't know what you call that toe. Um, but basically your pointer finger for your toe on my right foot, and we looked at the, the pad of my foot, and it was extremely swollen. And I was like, all right. So I started icing it. And then every time I ran, there was definitely pain in the pad of my foot. So I had done something in training 
mostly doing trail training. And I definitely hit a rock or something and re-injured a, a long time ago injury that I've kind of dealt with. So the good news was it was just a little bit of pain. And I knew that I could, I could, I could deal with the pain. And a lot of my training runs, it was there, but I would, I would wear a, a speed goat, you know, which is a, a Hoka speed goat, which had plenty of cushion. You know, instead of wearing my Ultra Lone Peaks, which didn't have as much cushion. And for the race, I was going to wear my Saucony Endorphin Pros. And I felt I'm perfectly good with that. So onward I went. I went running with my friend Jeremiah. And all this is important because when I give you my recap of what happened yesterday, I just want you to guys have to, some background. I went running, I went with a, on a training run few Saturdays back with my friend Jeremiah and along the run he was like hey you haven't had any calf problems in a long time have you and he's like not to bring up old wounds because I used to get calf problems when I ran and kind of why I stopped running in the first place at least of significant volume Uh, my calves get tight I'm don't do a good enough job stretching and hydrating at least then and uh I was like hey man shh let's not talk about that fast forward i went on a training run monday with my business partner scott felt pretty good the bottom of my foot was really bothering me that day though i don't know if it was just too much in in a in a 48 hour span and then i had my strength training squats that day and that evening i had a football game and i went to cut on a route and my calf balled up and I was like, great. I'm literally 10 days out. Well, at the t- no, 13 days out from my race. So I shut it down. No more running. Went to the chiropractor three times. Worked on it. Hadn't ran since that day out on the football field. I had done some strength training, but I had not done any running. I had done some biking, things of that nature. So... Here we are, right back to where we started this podcast, coming home from San Rafael, 11 o'clock at night, getting bed at 11.15, alarm goes off at 4, I wake up, have a, have a half a cup of coffee, and the nerves were, were, were very real, I make my oatmeal, eat my oatmeal and protein, I do a headspace meditation, I do a Ramwad yin yoga session for 15-20 minutes. I stretch my big toe, I wake up my girlfriend, we get ready, we head on out, we get to the venue, we're walking around the venue, I hear my buddies yell, and two of my good friends, Coco and Jamon, they're working uh, volunteer work, so they just tell me, hey man, you got this, you're you're a beast, make it happen, like, all right. My son the night before, he said, remember I said under four. I'm like, all right. Well, when I went and picked up race packet, I bought a, 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 well, you don't have to convince me to buy shoes. I I bought another pair of shoes. And I I bought some Ultra Peregrine Peregrine 6 because they had a lot more cushion than my Saucony. And they had less flex at the toe. And I figured the less flex that I had at the toe, the better because it would put less contractions into my calf 
and it was going to be less likely to, to cause that the sesamoid bones that had been swollen the entire time to 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 do as much work as you know it's going to be a lot of steps it's going to be 30 30,000 plus steps you know to to run 40 42k i believe it is 26.2 miles so you know i do my pregame i warm up a little bit i minimize my warm up because we're going to run 26 miles i want to keep my core body temperature down the heat was going to heat up you know the uh the weather was expected to be kind of hot and so ultimately what i wanted to do was minimize my exertion maximize the fluids that i had been putting into the body the, the night before and the, the day of and ultimately i was feeling pretty prepared so we get in line say hi to my friend kelly who's also doing the, the marathon she's seasoned vet of course i want to beat her but she's a really good runner you know but i did i did want to beat her i'm not gonna lie um and they're doing the countdown and we're off so we take off i'm trying to run slow i i always go out way too hot on a lot of things and i've worked really hard on slowing myself down making sure i didn't go out too hot trying to run my race you know really just trying to honor my training trust my training and go out now I'm an individual that likes to run by feel, so I don't look at my watch. Like I, as I was watching runners run, they're looking at their watch every two seconds, you know, just trying to make sure that they're on pace, making sure they're on track. I don't really do that. I really try to run by feel. I try to understand what my pace is just by how I feel. And that's not to say I never look, but like I don't want to frequently look. I want to see, you know, how I can make this happen based on knowing myself as a runner. And I know that I'm running slower than I normally go out. Like I'm, it, I'm caught in traffic, you know, I'm, I'm trying to weave in and out. And so we hit the Creek Trail. It's the Santa Rosa Marathon. So for those of you that are listening from not, not California, I'm from Sonoma County and Santa Rosa is one of our bigger towns. And it's a bigger marathon. It's a Boston qualifier. And it's a beautiful run and it's virtually flat. And I think, I can't remember if it was like 75 total elevation. A lot of rolling hills, but ultimately in the end, you didn't really do any climbing. And so we're out, and right before the two-mile marker, my calf balls up. And my first thought, to be honest with you, was I got to shut it down. I have to walk off this course right now. I have to DNF. It's not meant to be. I'll shut it down. I'll recover for the next month or two. And I'll go out with my buddy Jeremiah and honor my original goal, which was to complete a marathon distance before November. It's August. I got September, October. And then I can reattempt it. But then another huge part of me says, no, man. What would David Goggins do? David Goggins ran 100 miles on two stress fractures he would tell you the man the f up that if you want to inspire people to do something different with their life if if you truly are the coach that you think you are you're gonna you're gonna overcome adversity put this out of your mind get mentally tough and proceed and i said to myself immediately after hey that calf was bound to test me at some point. 
it wants to test me right now. Maybe it's just not warm. And I kind of adjusted my gait a little bit. So I wasn't running as much on my toes as I normally run forefoot. I started running a little bit more midfoot. And after about mile four, the calf kind of subsided. At this point, I don't remember my exact splits, but at this point, I believe I had ran like a 749, a 756, and a 801, I think, on the first three miles, something like that. But it was it was pretty consistent, like 749, then I kind of settled in to 755 to 803, I think, was kind of my range. And I really just, I stayed on that for quite some time. We were... We were really kind of cooking along, and I was feeling really good. Then mile one, mile two, that occurs. Mile four, it starts to to die down a little bit, and then you know here I am at mile six, still feeling good. And at mile six, I was running with the the pace, the three thirty five mile time pacer. So that's that's where I'm running at this point 335 mile time i have a group of people with me an, an older man uh, that looked like a really really good runner and then a uh, woman that i met that was from san diego another uh, runner that uh, was wearing red burn tank top and red shorts and the pacer and then there was a guy that was really tall with a lot of hair I had on a light blue shirt and I'm running with this crew and we're cooking along, you know, doing our thing, just kind of making things happen. And my splits are good, you know, um, trying to actually pull them up right now so I can kind of tell you how those splits were going, but I, I can't seem to, uh, to find them anywhere in Strava the way that I would have liked to. Oh, there splits. All right. So according to Strava, I went out 803, 747 mile two, 758, 747 mile four, 755 mile five, 801 mile six, and 759 mile seven. Along this path, I looked over at the guy and the, the older looking gentleman and I said, hey, I'm just going to latch on to a veteran. You're clearly a veteran. And he's like, yeah, it's not my first rodeo. And I said, how many have you done? And he said, well, I've done 12 this year. And I was like, oh, he's like, this your first one? He's like, I was like, yeah. He's like, what was your longest run? And I couldn't, I couldn't tell him 18. It just seemed too short. So I was like 20. I know I lied in the moment, but I go, it was pretty much through the, through the trails of Annandale with a lot of climbs. So kind of practice climbing. He's like, okay. So yeah, you put in some miles. And he said it in such a way that it was like, man, you're in for something. And for whatever reason, I was like, oh, maybe maybe that's just not enough. Maybe my training. And that, that was the first time that I doubted what I was doing for a moment. But I said, hey, you know, I'm just going to run with you guys until I can't. So if 335 is not the thing, I was kind of hoping for 345. So it'll be what it'll be. And we went on. Mile 8 was 7.58. Mile 9 was 8.05. Mile 10, 8.02. Mile 11, 8.03. Mile 12, 8.03. Mile 13, 8.05. Mile 14, 8.05. Mile 15, 8.05. Mile 16, 8.05. Mile 17, 8.05. Mile 18,
Mile 12, 758. Mile 13, 755. And here we're at the half marathon mark. Well, little did I know that that at the time, it was a PR half marathon, 144. So five minutes faster than my best half marathon. It was a PR for a 10 mile, a PR for a 15K, and a PR for a 20K. So clearly I was, uh, you shouldn't PR your half marathon on the first half of a marathon unless it's like, you know, you hadn't done it in a long time and you've been training significantly. But like ultimately you shouldn't be PRing your half marathon while running a marathon. But I did and I was still feeling great. So mile 14, I run an eight. At this point, I'm running with this from mile 10 when we went through the winery all the way through mile 16. I was running with this uh, woman that I met from San Diego. Never caught her name, but we're running. And she's telling me how she's run the distance before, but 429. She's from San Diego. She birthed the kid. At one point, she goes, currently debating on if I need to pee or piss myself. And I was like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And she's like, right now, I'm leaning towards pissing myself. I birthed the kid. I figured I could do it. And I was like, yeah, you just got to grab one of those waters and just kind of drop it down the front. And no one would know the, the difference. I said, I, I'm right with you. And she said, my goal and dream is to do 340. And where we were sitting, I was like, well, we got this. Like, I'm going to run with you. Let's do it. And she's like, all right, let's do it. And I was like, crash and burn, right? Crash and burn. Let's take a page out of the Kenyan training model, man. Let's go for it. And if we come up short, so be it. Live to fight another day. And she's like, oh, we're finishing. And I was like, all right. Good co good confidence. I like that. So we kept going. So mile 13, 755. Mile 14, 8. Mile 15, 756. We're running side by side. Mile 16 was the first sign that things were going the wrong direction. Mile 16, I ran an 810, which was still, relatively speaking, not terrible, but it was, you know, five seconds worse than my, my worst mile at that point. And at that point, we were on Fulton Road, which is flat and she just kept going and I just kept falling back and I just saw them start disappearing in the distance the pacer the woman the other guy in the red tank top and then the the older man had fallen behind me but then he just shot past me and I'm just falling back. And it's not my calf. It's not my foot. But I realized at this point, I didn't feel very well. I had taken in about 300 calories. As much water and electrolytes as I could along the course. I, didn't, I wasn't wearing a pack. I was trying to run minimalist, so I didn't have anything with me. And these aren't excuses. These are just facts. This was a learning lesson. And here we are. We're heading down. And I realize I am just not appropriately fueled for this race at this moment. And it's too late, pretty much. No matter how much I take in, I, I think I waited way too long. I needed, I needed to have several hundred calories more by this point. 
along the way, my heart rate was 159, 163, 159, 161, 159, 158, 159, 158, 160, 159, 59, 60, 60, 63, 62, 62. Like the whole time I was keeping my heart rate in check. Uh, that's right around what I would say is probably my anaerobic threshold is like 165. So I was like right below my anaerobic threshold my lactate threshold pushing the the barriers the whole time but 16 the wheels started to fall apart and it got mental because for some reason i was with a great big pack of people the entire time and i don't know if this is common in you know marathons and like maybe a common time for for people to start to separate, but that separation started to occur and, and there were less and less people near. And all I was doing was talking to myself and that wasn't very good at that moment. I was like, oh, my quads are killing me. And so I, I, I got to this point where I didn't think about mileage at all. And now all of a sudden, mile 16, I'm starting to feel it. And I'm thinking, just get one more mile and you'll be in single digits. And then a couple more miles and you'll be into the 20s. Then you only have a 10K left. So mile 17, I dropped to 831, 21 seconds. Mile 18, I dropped to 858. So now I'm a minute slower. Sorry, 856. But now I'm like an entire minute slower than I have been running the entire race. Basically dropped 10 seconds and then I dropped another 20 and then another 25. I'm going the wrong direction. I'm, I'm trying to take in goose, but now I'm getting a cramp in my abdomen because I don't do very well. I'm starting to, my stomach's starting to get a little upset. My mind is going, oh my God, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Then I get to mile 19. I'm at 9.29 now. I drop another 30 some odd seconds. Drop into mile 20. Mile 20 takes us back to the creek trail. And I'm thinking if I get to mile 20 and get to the creek trail, man, I, I love the creek trail run. I'm home free. I'll get a little boost and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be fine. That is not what happened. I got on that creek trail. There were bikers. There was half marathon lap traffic. And none of them got in the way. But in my mind, I started going, what the heck? So I ran a 943 on, on mile 20. And a 949 on mile 21. So, you know, 929, 943, 949. If I can stay around that range... I figured I, I put enough good faith in the beginning that I was still going to shatter my time that I had set for myself because ultimately I was hoping to have an 8.45 average. So since I was below 8.35 or 8.45 for 17 miles, then I knew that if I can average like nine and a half for 9.45, one minute above for nine miles, like it would iron itself out, you know? It was gonna be okay. But mile 22 came and I was at 1019. And at this time, everything was hurting. 
And at 10.19, I didn't even feel like I was running anymore. I don't know what I was doing. And then I hit mile 23, and it was 10.30. And I was like, okay, well, you only have a 5K left. Suck it up. You got this. And as I took off on mile 23, I thought I got a little burst of, of uh, adrenaline. And I ignored everything that was painful. All of a sudden, my earphone says, goodbye. And I looked down at my watch, and my watch had died. So my earphone, my music turned off, my watch turned off. And the only thing that was left were, was me and my thoughts and the noise around me. My best 5K I ran in 20.35. So I can run three miles in, in, in you know, 21 minutes. But I wasn't going to do that at the end of a marathon. But I was in my head for sure I can run the last 5K in 30 minutes. I feel like I can do that. Get this burst of energy. But that's not what happened. I end up walking and then running and then walking. And then running. And I don't know what I'm saying to myself. My, my friend Kelly runs by and goes, how you feeling? And I'm like, terrible is what came out of my mouth. And she's like, we're almost there. Let's go. And I wanted to, I, I, everything in me was like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to run with her. But I couldn't. She just started going into the, and then another person passed me and another person passed me. And I'm just thinking, where's mile 24? Where's mile 24 marker? And it wasn't coming. It wasn't coming. And then mile 24 came, and I was like, okay, where's 25? And it just wasn't coming. It wasn't coming. It wasn't coming. And then finally got, got a towel, a cold towel, mile 25. They said, just a little over a mile to go. And I was like, all right, last mile. You got this. And I took off to run, and, and, then, and then I had to walk again. And then I took off to run, and I had to walk again. Everything was hurting. I'm pretty sure I went 12 minutes plus on mile 24, 12 minutes on mile 25. But I don't know because I didn't have a watch. I finally finished the creek trail. I get to the street. Passing by the Roxy, I make a right. And my one of my clients and dearest friends was right there, and she goes, there's Freeman. Let's go. Inspiration. She takes a picture and and it was everything in me to just smile. I just needed to smile. I needed to show her that no matter how bad things were in that moment, that that you can always smile no matter how things, how difficult, how painful, how mad or upset you might be in the moment. You can you can smile because there are beautiful things around you. And in that moment, the beautiful thing was someone that I knew cheering me on at the end. I had gone through battle from wanting to quit early in the middle or in, early in the race because my calf and I was a little bit fearful to literally running the race of my life for 16 miles to literally falling into this abyss of nothingness on Piner Road and 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 nothing but negative thoughts and I'm and I'm I work hard on positive self-talk and I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it and my heart rate 
was going from 156 to 150 to 149 to 148 to 145 to 144 because I was running so slow and like I knew I was fit. I knew the cardiovascular endurance was there, but my body was just not willing to move. And so I get this burst from this this person and I turn the corner and I'm smiling and I'm I'm I'm, I'm picking up the pace slightly. And my business partner and his wife go, let's go, Matt. Come on, finish strong. You're almost there. And I turn the corner and I see the clock and the clock says 1028 and change, which means I can break four still. I know I didn't go under right at 630. I can break four. I got 100 meters to go. And so I'm trying to pick it up, but I can feel my calf. I can feel my foot. I can feel my quads. I can feel everything. So I'm. I'm I'm digging and I in my head I'm sprinting. In reality I'm not moving much. But with a couple steps and a lot of just resolve, I stepped past that finish line. And my girlfriend was there to greet me. She's like, What can I do for you? And I'm like, let's just keep walking. Just keep walking. Grab my medal. She's like, "Do you want me to get? I'm gonna get everything." So she grabs the the chocolate milk, the the pears, the banana. She grabs whatever is there for us. And I just keep walking. And I there's this big marathon celebration, but I just keep walking. And I walk right over to La Rosa, which is a little restaurant in downtown, because all I was looking for was a space to collapse, basically. And I laid down on the cement, right on the sidewalk, just laid there. And I was curled up in a ball, and I was writhing in pain. My girlfriend's there, my business partner's there, his wife's there, and they're just looking at me like, wow, he's uh, not doing very good. I'm pretty sure Scott says at one point, you look like shit. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, it's about right. I'm kicking my shoes off. My feet are burning up. And I laid there for, I don't know. I laid there for probably a half hour. My friend Kelly came over. I got a picture. She's laughing and I'm laying. She was she was feeling good. And I, I'm I'm just hurting. We get my shoes off. We get my socks off. I realize I got a blood blister on my pointer toe. On my other pointer toe, I got another blood blister. One of them popped. My socks bloody. I'm not trying to gross you guys out. This was just the truth. My feet were tore up. My quad, everything hurt. So after about a half hour, I'm like, we gotta go. We gotta go home. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take a bath or something. I know I gotta go to Petaluma and get my daughter still. We got things we gotta do today. And I get up, and I didn't get up on my own. I needed help. And I, I couldn't pick my leg up enough because my hip flexors were tore up to put my shoe on, but we finally get that stuff on. I'm feeling kind of worthless. 
And I asked, Corey, you got to drive. I don't let anyone drive my car. And she literally helps me a block and a half. I, I had to use one arm to lift my leg to get into the truck. Got home. Long story short, took a bath. Epsom salt. Still writhing in pain. But I got to the point where I was able to shower up, put on my Birkenstocks, drive, go get my daughter. I, I was able to drive. We took my daughter to the round table to get some pizza. Did some video games. And, you know, as, as it came out, I finished in 358.11, I think is what it was. So to, to bring this to a close, my goal was initially complete a marathon between October and November and hopefully four to four and a half hours, and I'm going to be happy and proud. But as my training came along I and my, my son challenged me, under four was going to be realistic. And then 342 seemed realistic. Then I'm out on that course, and I'm thinking I'm going to beat 342. I'm going to break 340. And the marathon broke my spirit at times. Challenging ourselves to do something that's outside our comfort zone, something we have to plan for, something that's a, a long long duration of the event that you know things can go right and things can go wrong and you have to train for it and you have to trust your training and then you have to learn and, and revise and learn and, and grow from and try it again. You know, potentially, I don't know. I don't know if I'm one and done, if I'll ever do that again. I feel like I have a little something left to prove. Maybe not anytime soon, but just to myself, that I can run the race smarter, that I could go out slower, that I could train a little bit more uh, specifically, like with a little bit more time frame, keep myself injury free, and go out there and make sure I have the right fuel. I'd probably run with a pack on next time with water. I'll probably run with way more food, but I'll, I'll learn how to make like fr flash frozen food that I could actually eat, like real food. Because goose just, goose give me gastrointestinal distress and then I can't run. But I really do feel like, you know, under 340 and even, even 335 is possible for me. I know I'm a good runner. I mean, you're not a bad runner if you're literally running basically eight minute miles for 16 miles. My great adjusted pace is 802, 751, 748, 757, 803. Basically, I had uh, in the first 16 miles, I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, nine of the, the first 16 miles were under eight minutes on average. And all of the ones that were above eight minutes were within 805 to eight, eight to 805. Which, so I was right there at that eight minute mile pace for a long time. But 16 is, you know, it's only two thirds of the race. Not even quite two thirds of the race, you know. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of work to be done. So 
in my head there, I got a little chip on my shoulder and I feel like there's unfinished business. I don't know if I'll ever do it again, but what I really want you guys to take away is like, you set your mind to do something, you train for it. The day of the test comes, you know, all things happen on the day of the test. Things go right. Things go wrong. Things will challenge you. I had to talk myself through the calf scenario that, that maybe I, it was not even real. And uh, I'm glad I did because because I was going to stop at mile two and I and I completed and I completed with my better than my original goal. I met the standard my son set for me. I finished it. I feel accomplished. I feel good about that. I really do. And I'm pissed because I'm a competitor and I don't like that I ended on such a such a rough slate. Like it just got worse and worse and worse. And I was a little bummed out that I let myself mentally get get swayed. My body was in physical pain. Um, unbearable? No, because I I I bet you know I I endured it, but like it wasn't feeling right at all, you know. And that sucked. But ultimately, I'm really really proud of myself for the accomplishment. And I wanted to share this recap with you guys because it was a lot of effort, a lot of training, a lot of time spent lifting and running and putting in miles and thinking about food and trying different foods and thinking about clothing and pep preparation, what to wear, what not to wear, you know, how I was going to get ready the night before. And, and you know, it wasn't until last minute that I found out my son had a, a, his only Saturday game of the year at night away and then I was going to be out late because I wasn't going to miss his game. So, you know, I also did all of that on, you know, four hours sleep and I feel good about it. I don't know that I would have slept anyways because of anxiety and nerves, you know what I mean? But ultimately, I just want to say thank you to everyone who supported this whole Marathon Matthew adventure. Like I said, I don't know if I'll do it again, but I will say that I am proud of myself. I am proud of the efforts. I'm proud of what I learned. And the numbers dictate what my head was telling me and what my body was feeling during the race. To go 747 mile two, 758 mile three back to 747 that was when i was talking myself through my calf so i slowed down to 758 and then picked it back up because i i started to feel good again you know and then i settled in with the pace pacers and i know that my pace was that good because i was following a pacer you know so would it have been that good if i wasn't following a pacer i don't know and i wanted to follow a pacer in the back half but I didn't have a pacer from mile 16 all the way until the end because I couldn't keep up with the ones. And as they passed me, I thought I was going to try and follow the 340 right around mile 20, and I just couldn't do it. And, you know, and, and things didn't go right. The calf, the, the watch, the music dying, not having food. But so many things went right. And, uh, yeah, so that's my marathon recap. I wanted to record it too because I wanted to remember all the moments for myself too. I wanted to share all the moments with you guys, people who listen to me. I really appreciate all you guys' support. I had 
such great support. I love you guys. And uh, hey, until the next adventure. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of One Small Action. It really means a lot to me for you guys to take time out of your day to listen to what I have to say. If you really enjoyed it, do me a favor, screenshot this, share it on your Instagram, tag me so that I know you did, or head on over to your platform of choice and leave me a review, hopefully a very good one, so that I can get more listeners like yourself. Also, please follow me at Coach Matthew Freeman, M-A-T-H-E-W Freeman on Instagram, or my company at Training Baseline on Instagram so that I can keep in connection with you guys, interact, and get to know you better. I hope that you guys enjoyed the episode and have a beautiful rest of your day.